Hi, welcome back to Literally the Worst Podcast, episode 4. Is it episode 4? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, good. Uh, if not, we're the worst. So <laughs> uh, I'm Alon Schwartz. I'm Eden Kupermintz. And today we're going to talk about spoilers. Uh, now, we're only going to talk about them. We're not going to actually spoil anything. We're so going to try to... very hard not to spoil anything. Yeah. We'll stop ourselves and give a spoiler alert if we think that we, we simply can't possibly not spoil. Yeah. Um, so which brings us right into what I call rule zero of spoilers, or actually anything at all, which is uh, there are a lot of discussions about when and where it's okay to spoil things and how long after a thing came out and blah, blah, blah. And the rule of thumb should always be don't be a dick. Yeah. So if the person, if you don't care about spoilers, whatever, I don't care about the plot of anything in the world, and the person you're talking to does care, and you spoil it to them, you've ruined their experience. So just assume that they care, and don't say anything. And if you do want to say something, just ask first. It's really quite simple. It takes you about 10 seconds to type out, hey, is it okay if I spoil things here? And when someone says no, just don't do it. It's quite yeah, simple. I doubt whatever you have to say is that important. <laughs> and if yeah. it is, just say so. None of us are like world-renowned film critics. If a world-renowned film critic is listening in, we don't mean you. But most of us aren't world-renowned film critics. So what you have to say about the ending of Mr. Nobody, people got that movie, okay? You don't have to spoil the ending. People got every single movie that you saw. It's not like you have some sort of prophecy about movie endings. So just don't be a dick and, and don't do it. Also, by the way, if you're a world-renowned film critic and you're listening in, let us know, because that'd be awesome. <laughs> and what the hell are you doing yeah. at the time? <laughs> um, so, Alone in Eden, conversations with world-renowned film critics. Potential world-renowned <laughs> film critics. <laughs> so, I mean, spoilers, there's some sort of assumption within today's culture that they're a thing, right? That, and they're really, really bad. But I would like to posit that we need to ask the question, when can something be spoiled? And when can someone legitimately claim that something deserves spoiler warning? So again, if someone says, don't spoil this, just don't do it. But let's ask the hypothetical question, which doesn't give you the privilege to go and spoil everything. When should people be concerned about spoilers, right? What cases is it important to spoil stuff? What cases is it important not to spoil stuff? And I think that the... First thing to say here is that if we're dealing with something which is, I'm formulating the ideas as I go along, so go with me. If we're talking about something which is lighter in material and its purpose is mainly enjoyment, then you shouldn't be as rabid about spoiling stuff. For example, Super Hot, right? One of the most innovative shooter games I've played in recent years has a great storyline. And if I spoil it for someone, it's not that big a deal because it's a 90 minute shooter game. Yeah, right? the focus is not on the, the focus is not on the, the story. narrative. Yeah, yeah and it, it, it has a good narrative, but it's not like the most innovative thing you've ever seen. So if I would have, if I would spoil super hot, and someone would go all rabid on me and say, "Why did you spoil it?" That's a bit too much. Like, yeah, it's not that big a deal. Uh, so one other uh, like caveat to this whole spoiling thing is, so I can't have any discussion about spoilers without mentioning uh, an article. Uh, written by Film Crit Hulk, which we will link to. Uh, it's called 
uh, Hulk versus spoilers and the four levels of how we consume art. And in Film Crit Hulk tradition, it's a very, very, very long article. Insanely long. Uh, it's worth it. I've read it several times. And one thing he says, he says there are a lot of things about spoilers, which I'll go into as we go along. One thing he does say that being like rapidly anti-spoiler as a society, let's say, mm -hmm. uh, does is that we lost uh, something which we once had, which is the campfire effect of consuming media. So uh, before social networks and uh, watch on demand and Hulu and Netflix and all that, like a certain episode of a certain TV show would air on this and this hour. Mm -hmm. And everyone would watch it at the same time. Yeah. And then everyone would be able to have discussions uh, about it whenever they want. Around the proverbial water cooler, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And right now, so let's say episode 9 of season whatever, whatever of Game of Thrones yeah. it came out yesterday. A lot of people didn't watch it yet, which is fair and legit and stuff like that. And... All these people don't want anyone talking about it because anything can be a spoiler in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, you mention a character and, oh, this They're one's still, still alive. alive. Yeah. So, which is, as we said, legit, but it kind of robs the whole, okay, this cultural thing happened. But the campfire still exists, right? It's not that it's been killed. I mean, look at Star Wars, right? The Force Awakens. Yeah. Look at Game of Thrones. Look at stuff like that, which is, if you don't want to get Spoilers, like people disconnect from Facebook because they don't want to get to 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 have the storyline spoiled to them. So the effect is still there. I think that what makes it worse is when we get out of social media and into physical social yeah. circles, because then people shut down conversations, right? Like five people are talking about a movie and they really want to discuss it and analyze it, and the sixth person says, Oh, don't talk about it, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm not saying ostracize that person and tell them and run them for feathers for the town square. But that person can walk away for a few minutes, or they can lower their guard and have something spoiled for them. I mean, if you watch something simply for the shock value of the storyline, I would posit that you're doing something, well, I would say that you're doing something wrong. Yeah, well, I'll say, I'll say that blah, because, and I, I'm treading into controversial ground, but I think that the point of Game of Thrones, as someone who read the books and saw the first season of the show, and admittedly, the show is good. I'm not going to say that the show is bad. It just didn't have interest for me because I knew what was going to happen. The reason that I read the books and that I watched the first season of the show was for atmosphere, feeling, connection to characters, catharsis, musings about, you know, evil and good and power and stuff like that, which are all enjoyable things to me, and not spoilers for the first season of Game of Thrones, if anyone hasn't seen it or read the books, and not, you know, that moment when Eddard is executed is a great moment, but that's not the reason I read the books. Or the moment itself, it wasn't about the surprise factor. It was about what it said about epic fantasy, storytelling, characters, stuff like that. So we as a culture, we put too much emphasis on twist endings. And twist endings in the sense of gotcha moments, yeah. right? Like if, if your movie is made up of 10 elements, and then the end of the story is this 11th element, which no one could have possibly seen coming, and you just introduced him to your book or story or film or whatever, Deus Ex Machina, then that's not a twist ending. That's just you having more power as the narrator. Yeah. A good twist ending, I mean, the ideal, platonic ideal of a twist ending is one which cannot be spoiled, right? Because it's the sum parts 
of the entire storyline. Yeah, like you said, you have to just describe the whole movie in order to spoil Yeah, it. if I want to spoil The Sandman, for example, I won't spoil The Sandman, but if I want to spoil The Sandman, I'm going to have to walk you through The Sandman. Yeah. And in essence, you've read The Sandman, right? Because I've just walked you through it. Yeah. It will take hours upon hours, right? But as, as, as the story becomes more and more complex and more and more subtle and more and more intricate, it becomes harder to just narrow down the whole plot to one scene. And that makes a much better story because it's, it's much more rewarding when you do pick up on it. Yeah, by the way, one more, one more example, which again I'm not going to spoil, is Citizen Kane. Yeah. Which is, for some reason, considered like one of the all-time spoilers. It's the classic spoiler, right? Yeah. It's, it's like in it's, Seinfeld and shows like that. The joke is always that someone spoils Citizen yeah. Kane. And I do not understand it because the... the the spoiler itself is meaningless. Yeah, I think it doesn't you can spoil not... Citizen's game. Yeah, but there's no reason to. Yeah, okay. But but it's it's meaningless. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The 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 quest and what it says about the character and so on, that's what matters. But if I just say Rosebud is a thing, yeah. It 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 doesn't matter at all. I mean it matters to people who consume that specific media. As expectations for a gotcha moment, right? It's like the yeah. difference between this is interesting. It's the difference between scary movies and horror movies. Yeah. Now I want to say something out. A good friend of mine, knowing which I recall another podcast with, he made a great post which said, "Stop deriding scary moments." That's a big part of horror. Yeah. Like every classic horror movie has a moment when something goes boo, right? But if the entire movie hinges on that point, then it's not a horror movie anymore. It's a scary movie, and I think it's the same thing here. All great stories have twists which you can't see coming, right? Which introduce some sort of new element. Most. Most. Most scripts. Yeah, I don't think that House of Leaves has a twist moment. But uh, <laughs> maybe it does. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, maybe I never will. Um, but stories which rely on that, like if Game of Thrones was, like the first book of Game of Thrones, was all about Eddard being executed, it wouldn't have been as good a, as good a book if everything would have been culminating that point. But the book doesn't end there even. Right? Yeah. There are like four or five more chapters exploring the ramifications of everything. So it's, a story has to be more than the sum of its plot twists. Which brings me back to Film Crit Hulk's article. Yeah. Uh, because when I said the title and it was uh, Four Levels of How We Consume Art. So I'll briefly, briefly describe what it says. He says the first level is that. It's the shock value. Yeah. And that's it. And we, we, we're in it for the catharsis and the adrenaline and yeah. all that. Deadpool. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> maybe talk a, a little bit about Deadpool next time. Yeah. Um, but the the second, he says it's like in a state of childlike na- na- naivete. Naivete. Okay. Goddamn French. Yeah. Um, so that it's oh wow! I didn't see that coming. How exciting! And then he said the se- the second level is. So level. Or no, was that the first th- level? That was the first. The first level, level is childhood naivete. Yeah. The, the second, second level... level is, you know, a bit more than you don't like have to be completely in the movie or mm-hmm. the whatever it is to experience this, but you wanna, you seek it. You still want it. You still want to inhabit the to world. To have it, to inhabit the world, and to have like that emotional, that right. basic emotional connection. So it's more like um, a longing, like a, a piece of work that makes you long for, for the world, for the wonder and stuff like that. Is that what you're aiming at? 
Yeah, okay. you're still trying. Like uh, he 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 compares it to drug abuse in a way, okay. not in like detrimental, but like okay, you've been exposed to it enough times. Right. So the first level is the first high, right? It's yeah, like taking exactly. the drug for the first time, and the second time is the longing for that first high. Yeah, okay. you, you already have a disconnect with with the narrative, but you still seek like the connection. Okay. And uh, the third level is, okay, now I'm contextualizing the emotional experience, which is a quote he said. I'm yeah. And I'm actually thinking about how this was created. Okay. And I'm enjoying the process. Right. I'm enjoying... So oh, you appreciate the filmmaking. Yeah. You appreciate and, the writing. And this sort of level and i'm not sure i'm 100 percent like sold on the idea that these are levels that you evolve. go higher yeah yeah and, and that a higher level is necessarily better. better yeah but this is a level in which theoretically spoilers are no longer a thing yeah because you're interested in how they're brought to bear and rather what they are exactly right? so even if you know the spoiler you can enjoy you want to see it come how, it, how it's crafted yeah and the fourth group he says is about actual like it's about the craft it's about people he's talking about movies so he's talking about directors yeah. and cin cinematographers who can actually appreciate like all the fine points yeah of the professional work the light falling on the window exactly or, yeah the camera angle and all that stuff so i'll stop talking about film critique <laughs> it's an it's amazing a article. article i think I don't agree with a lot of it, by the way, and it's still yeah. very good. It's well written. Exactly. Uh, go on, read it. It's great. Yeah. I think but the last thing I want to say here, it's like a point that, that was brought up in dialogue between us. Like I said, we can spoil Citizen Kane, and you said, why would we? So I think that spoilers, and this is something I'm very adamant about because I, I've encountered it in my own life. Spoilers have an expiration date. And the bigger the cultural phenomena is, the closer the expiration date is. Like, if by now you haven't seen Force Awakens, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that you don't care, right? Because if you did care, you would have gone and seen this movie that every single fucking person you know talked about it, right? So, Citizen Kane. I can spoil Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah. I was that I can spoil Sandman, even though it's a bit more obscure. So maybe people that care about these types yeah, of stories haven't reached we that won't level. Spoil we won't. Exactly. But it's also contextualized within the participants in the dialogue. Like, if I yeah. meet five comic book nerds, I'm not going to put a spoiler warning before the end of Sandman because I'm going to assume that these five people, right, have read the Sandman. And I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, and by the way, you said earlier about uh, we didn't really lose the campfire because I know that if Game of Thrones came out and I, um, and I haven't watched it yet, then I'll just disconnect and won't go on Facebook. Yeah. It doesn't actually work that way. Because okay. people still expect, people still go on Facebook, and people still and get silence really, really, really angry yeah. that other people talk about the episode. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the campfire is resilient, right? It survives those people. It exists. You can go on every yeah. single major twist in Game of Thrones history, and you can see the discussion. With people in the comments being pissed, but that doesn't prevent people from discussing it because they understand that the momentum is on their side. And I think that ties in beautifully into the expiration discussion. If you have not consumed something, and again, it seems like a bit um, dystopian, right? The, the tyranny of the majority, but that's the case with culture, right? Yeah. The, the, the majority is a tyrant. And I think that if you haven't consumed something which the majority of people have consumed and they want to talk about it, either remove yourself from the media in which, the medium in which it, it is being discussed, or accept 
that it's going to be spoiled. Like, if you start watching Game of Thrones yesterday, like the first episode of the first show, you're going to get spoilers. It's inevitable because it's yeah. become, it's part of our culture now. Yeah, right? and I think it's a lot of, like, okay, I get angry about spoilers as well. I don't think yeah. we're above this discussion. Like, Alone, yeah. like, he, you have a thing where you want to get a clean slate before big movies. So yeah. you haven't watched anything about Civil War, for example. For instance, right? but if someone, like, I recognize that it's a big thing, yeah. and if I get, if someone spoils something for me, I'll be like, oh, man. Yeah, that's that's shame. Yeah. You won't yell at them and be like, and, oh, how and dare you. And move on. Yeah. And I'll, I know I'll still enjoy the movie tremendously, and I can't wait for it to come out, and why doesn't it come out? Yeah. <laughs> um, so one last anecdote, yeah, which is, like, tangential. Apparently, there's been going on about uh, around the Super Bowl for the past few years, okay. a competition called uh, Last Man, okay. which is a group of people mm. who are trying to avoid knowing, knowing who won yeah. for Longest. as long as possible. Uh, 538 wrote about it, and, and when they wrote about it, I think there were like 40 people still in, actually it was like a week ago, which is insane. insane. That's insane. And then one reader who read the article. Was spoiled by the article? They didn't spoil in the article, but okay. they linked the contest, which has like, who's still in the running. So they oh, changed man. their Twitter handle to mm, one Super Bowl and started mentioning and <laughs> faving tweets. Like by, assassinating people yeah, from that group. And like killed within a few hours, half the people still standing. That's amazing. And then like realized they're being a dick and stopped. It's amazing. Wow. Okay. So yeah, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't do that. Though that is amazing. Like it's that's really a, fun. A useful Twitter, which I would have never imagined. Like assassinating someone's non-spoiler yeah. policy. The competition, the by the way, uh, they call knowing it's the knowledge. The with knowledge. A capital K. <laughs> it's like a Lovecraftian thing. Yeah. Like something that man was and not then, meant to know. You gain the knowledge in the competition. It's amazing. Amazing. All right, so to recap, don't be dicks, not just about spoilers, just about everything, just don't be dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and try, from the other end, just try to understand the cultural contextualization of whatever media you're talking about and accept, accept your fate. Yeah, don't, it's not, it's almost never a big deal. Yeah, it's almost never a big deal. You're making more of a big deal than it is. Yeah. And that's that's a lesson for today. And read Film Queer Talk. And read for Kalikal, and read The Sandman if you haven't. Yeah. And watch Citizen Kane. You know, it's one of the classic movies that deserves that. Yeah, it's name. one of the only movies made before like 1980 Which that is, I can watch. I can watch plenty of movies before 1980, but, but I think it's one of the like classic movies that deserves that moniker. Yeah. All right. Cool. See you See next, next time. time. Bye bye.